This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. everybody. Welcome to Dialogue with Divinity. This is Johanna Carroll, your host, and Happy New Year to everyone. We are in an amazing, what is called the year of acceleration in terms of time. And so it's very uh, profound that we have a wonderful guest today who we have invited back, Dr. Elliot Maynard, to talk about timelessness. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Maynard, because I really do consider him to be one of the top wisdom keepers of our time. Dr. Maynard is a neo-Renaissance scientist and conceptual designer who really does walk his talk, lives his dream, and is driven to share this information with others of like mind, which hopefully is you. He earned a PhD in consciousness research and has served on the faculties of Adelphi University and Dowling College in New York. Dr. Maynard is founder and president of Arco Cilios Foundation in Sedona, one of my old homes and has been active in the Aerospace Technology Working Group, the Humanitoid International Leadership Foundation, the U.S. Psychotronics Association, and the World Future Society. He also serves on the editorial board for the Kepler Institute for Space Philosophy. In addition to his work as a futurist, lecturer, author, educator, and global ecologist, Dr. Maynard is an accomplished artist, sculptor, musician, underwater photographer and documentary filmmaker. Because of his unique abilities <laughs> to bring the future to you in the present moment, many of his colleagues, and I think we do too, refer to him, refer to him as a human from the future. So Dr. Maynard, welcome back to Dialogue with Divinity. It's so nice to have you on our show again. Thank you very much, Johanna, and uh, I'm delighted to be here. I don't know how you have time to sleep with everything that you have on your plate, that's for sure. So the last time we talked, um, by the way, I also need you to all to know that he is his latest book is something that you really all might want to check out, which is definitely a book that's related to the future and something that's called The Brave. It's a brave new mind, correct? Yes, The Brave yes. New Mind Living in a Future Science World. So we have this time that we're in right now, Dr. Maynard, that in a lot of the metaphysical communities, we consider this to be the time that science and spirituality has married one another. Would you agree to that concept? Because so many of the teachings that I've studied from the Rishis of India and a lot of the ancient, you know, really profound metaphysical teachings, I feel that science is I don't know if it's catching up or if it's also remembering as a body of consciousness. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, that was very nicely put, Johanna, because I often forget to leave the remembering part in. And what we need to remember is that it is the intuitive senses, the natural intuitive psychic abilities of humans that have allowed them to evolve and survive. 
when they had to go out and hunt and they, they were, were either predator or prey and the family either ate or they starved. So, you know, we've over the industrialization, the industrial revolution and the invention of the Gutenberg press, they that got all our brains going on the linear on the linear track. And right. I liken that to a real real tape deck. You can reel the tape tape forward or backwards to get to any particular point or event or or a musical song that you want to hear. With the uh, CD-ROM drive, you simply go directly to the point where the information you have requested is. Bingo, with that laser. And this is very analogous to existing in what I call the quantum field, Mm -hmm. which is the zone of timelessness, spacelessness, where the past, present, and future all come together. So would you say, though, then the hunter-gatherer was more intuitive than a lot of the people that are living on the Earth right now in terms of life choices? Oh, yes, because the evolutionary pressures were very, uh, I mean, they were black and white. When you see a saber-toothed tiger coming, you have a choice of either you you can attack it and kill it or run like hell, which is Mm -hmm. probably the best uh, and trying to find a small niche in the rocks that the tiger can't get into. But what has happened is we've gone from being hunter-gatherers to uh, hunter-gatherer hoarders. And as you know, many people with two-car garages have both sides filled and the cars are parked outside. And that says a lot about how um, we're not using our resources and our minds and especially our intuitive senses of rightness, uh, you know, correctness for ourselves and for uh, Spaceship Earth. You know, I you used an interesting word, hoarder. And so I might myself personally, I feel that we are hoarders of an overload of information. And I'm not saying that technology is a bad thing. I think there's many advantages that come with it, but it's really this whole concept of information overload. So my personal experience has been that a lot of people don't even feel that they even have an intuitive self. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's correct for the simple reason that we've been bombarded by old grid teachings, which, Mm -hmm. which tell us that the first thing you need to do when someone has a new idea is try to find 10 ways to discredit it. This is taught in the scientific, medical, and university communities. It, you know, I'm a veteran of the university mill. I spent 12 years in there. And I know you are, and I don't wish to interrupt you, but I'm going to put you on hold for a second. We'll be right back with that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. 
If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a Southern Flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Everybody and welcome back. This is Johanna Carroll with one of my most brilliant and favorite guests, Dr. Elliot Maynard. And before we went to break, we are focusing today on the whole concept of timelessness, understanding your intuition, and the fact that we said that in metaphysics, in the Tibetan numerological system, 2017 is a 10-year. It's a year of new beginnings. It's also a very, very fast energy year. It's also been referred to as the year of acceleration. So if you feel as a listener and an experiencer of life that life is running away from you and you're running out of time, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So Dr. Maynard, I'm sorry that I had to cut you off before we were talking about, you know, the whole natural intuitive capability that we people feel that has sort of disappeared and, you know, the whole concept of time. So obviously we could talk to you about this for hours, but when you think of the word time and intuition, how do you blend them together? Um, that's a very, it's a very esoteric and, uh, and, and subject which requires experience in many, many different uh, trained and pro- good professional psychics simply uh, speak in slightly different languages because whenever we try to describe a phenomenon that is above the physical, we're lacking, we're still using the old grid words, you know. True. So the most important thing, and the only thing that will prove it to you out there, any individual, is that you need to experience it yourself. And to do that, we need to overcome this judgmental training we've had hammered into us from our parents, Sunday school teachers, uh, religious leaders, on and on and on, and the media and we need to get out of the old paradigms and start to think for ourselves. And the main, one of the main problems is that a large majority of people out there now, really out there in the, in the business professional community, are suffering from massive information overloads. Mm-hmm. And to the point where they simply go with the flow and, and they are so attached to what one of my scientific colleagues calls the electronic tit, uh, you see the the, the uh, <laughs> texture and walkers going around, and it's become really quite sad to see two people going out to dinner in a nice restaurant and sitting looking at their cell phones. Oh, really upsetting. <laughs> I, I, that's that's a pet peeve of mine, big, big time. Yeah. You know, I, I want to share something with you because, you know, I've been a trained um, intuitive psychic medium, whatever you'd like to call me, for over 30 years, and the training was really invaluable. And I, you know, really do believe in my heart and soul that intuition is immediate knowingness, which is a sense of connecting to timelessness and that body of information that some people refer to as the Akashic Library. For myself, I just want to share this with you and see what your thoughts are on this. For myself, what started to happen for me was I, when I wanted to get a sense of timing, say for not myself necessarily, but an individual client. Naturally, what would happen was I felt, first of all, like I was hitting my head on something. And then that evolved into seeing, you know, psychically, intuitively, clairsentiently, 
feeling and seeing this very thick band of energy that was above me. And then that evolved into going above this band of energy and actually feeling like I was being dropped through it. And when I was being plopped down (laughs) and dropped through it, I knew where I was. I know what the date was. I knew where the country was. A lot of it obviously had to do with past life, but it also had to do with present moment information and future as well. So I felt for me, that was my and continues to be my experience of timelessness. And it really gave me a whole new vision and perception, if you will, of the limitations that we put on ourselves as far as, you know, I'm running out of time. I don't have enough time. But literally for me, what started to happen with my clients is I got what I refer to as a date stamp. So as I was plopped down through this (laughs) band of timelessness energy, uh, a date stamp would show up and it would virtually be a month, a date and a year. So for people that I was doing past life regression work on that wanted to have an understanding of why they had a particular habit that wasn't necessarily serving them well, it was very valuable information. No one trained me how to do this. It just showed up. And I just kind of went with the flow. And I think that the whole information overload thing that you're referring to that people have is we're limiting our ideas on what is available as far as accessibility and information to the concept of the quantum field, heaven, universe, whatever you wish to call it. So for the average person, though, what advice can you give them as far as getting out of the system of being trapped by time? Well, uh, again, uh, that's a very nice uh, analogy, being trapped in time, because we're still, all of us, having to deal with the old grids, the Industrial Revolution linear-type grids that are holding us up, much like those tanglefoot uh, rope things the Marines in boot camp and mm-hmm. football players use to dance around it. Think of we're always in danger of being tangled up by these other dramas and past things. And you'll see this in this whole election uh, circus that's been going on mm-hmm. that people will instead grasp for some red herring, something superficial, and blow it up out of proportion for the simple reason that a majority of people are afraid of the afraid of the future. They're afraid of taking their responsibility, prioritizing the problems, and starting to work on them one after the other. And this is even better when you have a team or a good family. And I believe that the intuitive thing to get back to that, in embracing the intuitive senses and simply not being negative when someone comes up with a new idea. So I say, imagine a little switch in your mind And instead of saying, oh, that can't be possible, that's like a knee-jerk reaction. You see this again and again and again to the point where it's ruined uh, a kind of a reasonable sense of dialogue between people. Mm -hmm. They have to tear it down immediately. Okay, flick the switch so you say, okay, I'm not going, we're taught to not believe anything we cannot prove to be true, and that means usually statistics and on and on and on. Right. But if you Flick the switch and say, okay, I'm not going to disbelieve anything until I can prove it to be untrue. I can guarantee you from my own experience, and I've, I've shared these experiences in the book, that your life will begin to change in ways you could never imagine because it doesn't, it doesn't compute, um, you know, linearly speaking. Well, you become, you have the opportunity for those that are, you are listening, you have the opportunity to become your own empirical proof. So I I think that people are starting to open up to that, but a lot of it, again, has to do with the old programming. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to trash everything that you learned. To me, there's a really big difference between uh, being smart in terms of intellect and being wise (laughs) with a super consciousness of the soul. I really feel that one is a step up the ladder, if you will. So when we think about time, a lot of people go back to the whole theory of, you know, the Big Bang Theory, that nothing really happened before then, that time didn't even exist. But the reality is that prior to that concept of a very powerful energy that showed up, 
time and space has always coexisted. Is that not correct? Yes, uh, and it's always coexisted in that in that way that when you get into what we call the zone or the quantum information field, I I call it, into that still point uh, that people have worked uh, some for years in the past. Uh, to, to get to a certain point where they could achieve the samadhi, enlightenment, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Yep. Now, because the energy is so powerful and tuned up, we can achieve what it took 30 years in a cave for a monk to do uh, 20, 30 years ago. And I'll give you one small example that kind of really surprised me. Uh, I, I do a, a section on channeling in the book, and I consider it a very legitimate source of of information and to the point where it's an imperative for survival for the human race why we can we can save millions of dollars in money on any project we can uh, find answers that we could find nowhere else it it comes out of the (laughs) the quantum computer the Akashic field whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it and so I went to this channeling session by Bashar, you know, um, Daralanka, right. right. and I got a chance to meet him and, and before and after. And, and he, uh, he made during a session the statement that if we brought a, a person from today, uh, a, a standard kind of light worker like we know and working with, brought him down right into the physical, they would glow. Uh, I'm sorry, 100 years ago, take them back 100 years, drop them in a room somewhere they would actually glow because the energy has changed so much. Now, that's kind of astounding when you think about it. It really is. So to me, it is all about energy. And I know that um, I was very blessed to be trained in channeling. And, you know, your concept that it's imperative for survival, to me, a lot of people talk about downloads or gut feelings or all of that. Um, and there actually was a, a professor from Brown University who said that he his opinion was, which I thought was rather astounding, that um, all major works of literature he felt were actually channeled. Oh, so I thought, I, I've come to that same conclusion. And the big difference, and this is really important, Yes, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Aristotle, all of these famous people, great military leaders and and leaders of state, have either had access to the intuitive realms, the higher realms, or they've had a team of advisors. And if you study carefully, you study history, you'll find this out. And so uh, it's kind of been kept secret, but now the knowledge is there. People only need the courage to start thinking and not disbelieving anything they can't prove to be untrue. And I, some of the most intuitive people I've met are garage mechanics uh, mm-hmm. up in Maine uh, who, who will tell you things just because they've done this for 20, 30, 40 years. And I, I never see it cease to be amazed by the miracle of human ingenuity. And, and to me, it's one of the few bright spots we have in the world. In the midst of all this morass, the swamp is not only in Washington, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the interesting thing is, though, and th- for those of you that are listening, particularly for men, my male clients always say, well, you know, I trust my gut. Well, you're trusting your intuition when you're trusting your gut on Absolutely. some level. So how how can we, you know, translate that in a new, in, in a different language? So the whole concept of channeling I feel is, you know, a direct, the way I've always seen it visually, just to put some, you know, artistic language around it as far as imagery, I've always felt like it's a beam of light that's going up and there's a beam of light that's going down and enriching the beam of light that's already there. So it's the... uh, These these observations of yours are the reason that we need to get together. Uh, We can do this electronically. Thank God. This is another huge wild card we have the whole uh, what used to be called the global brain has so many layers mm-hmm. and different consciousness fields now 
but it has allowed people to start a dialogue from anywhere on the planet if they have access to a computer, a tablet, or cell phone. That's true. Maybe we need to start some kind of a chat group on this. We're going to hold that thought. We're going to take another quick break, and we will be back. We're talking with Dr. Elliot Maynard, who I absolutely love his mind, <laughs> and his book, which is called Brave New Mind. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll, your host of Dialogue with Divinity. I am speaking with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Elliot Maynard, who really definitely is not just the human for the future, but the human for you now. So I really feel he has tremendous information as to how you can move beyond just listening to your gut and really using the wisdom and the connection of your soul and your higher self to really guide your life in a really profound way. Dr. Maynard, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about the last time you were on the show, this is why I wanted to invite you back. You spoke to me about the fact that you had a wife that died and you really didn't want the relationship to end. And you knew that there was a way that you could still connect with her, have a relationship with her that obviously in terms of our limited concept of time, most people would say, well, that's not possible. I do need you to know that for myself, I've had family members and really good friends that have died. And I've been really blessed because they've shown up and we've had great conversations and sometimes they fade in and sometimes they fade out. But I feel that the relationship is more evolved to a more profound level. So in your quest for that conversation with your deceased wife, do you mind sharing the process that you actually went through or did this just happen naturally for you? No, uh, she was, uh, my, my former wife was a very talented psychic, uh, and Sharon Maynard, and she was Canadian-Japanese. We lived in the Okanagan Valley for a while and ran an orchard up there. And we, uh, we were uh, higher initiates in one of the spiritual uh, foundations, and we traveled to places like Africa and, and uh, all over different parts of the world to kind of clear old energies out, not push um, the teachings, but simply share them. And these teachings were broad enough to, uh, they, they dealt with soul travel and, and you know, out-of-body things, which were not in vogue at the time particularly. So it was yeah. never an easy thing. Now, we were set to go. We'd been together 35 years, and we were ready to go on a trip in Costa Rica, and she did not feel well. I took her to the emergency clinic. They took her directly to the hospital and flew her down to Phoenix. And I wasn't able to get in the helicopter, so I kissed her goodbye and drove down. And when I got there uh, with my uh, an assistant that we had worked together, my wife and I, uh, she was had not regained consciousness. And essentially what I had to do was to shut her machines down because I'm okay. fairly knowledgeable about these things. And she would have done that for me. Now, okay. what happens, and kiss, kiss her goodbye, and then all of a sudden you, you, you realize somebody has pulled the rug out from under you, and you're standing on the point of your head upside down, and your whole world has completely been shattered, you know. Yeah. So putting Humpty Dumpty together again uh, in the grieving process is the first, the first rule of order. It's a process that is kind of natural, but I've come to understand that there's a fairly solid agreement, apparently, that death was never intended to be a barrier uh, the way it is in the human consciousness right now. And I suspect that the church might have had something to do with this in the past, if you think about it. You think? So there's no reason <laughs> for being separated. And what a mm -hmm. wonderful life it would be for children. I remember praying that my grandpa and grandmother would not die when I was a little kid and things like that. You don't have to worry about that. Hey, Grandpa graduated. He got out of the aches and pains and misery and years and years of toughing it out in the physical realm. They graduated, man, and you, you're going to do that too. As Richard Gere says, none of us are getting out of here alive. So we it's better true. be good to each other while we're here. <laughs> we have such a, as a culture, at least in the United States, it would appear to me that there is this tremendous fear of death and a lot of my clients talk about that and then yet yeah, conversely they'll say but i really want to go home and it's like okay oh, yeah. well <laughs> let's why can't you go home now why do you feel you have to leave your body you know i mean i really feel that one of the reasons that we reincarnate is to remember where we came from which Absolutely. you know and, you know and so we talk about a, <laughs> yeah, karma an and Emperor or king only guarantees you, like graduating from a university, a cup of coffee for maybe two bucks at the cheapest at Starbucks. You know, that's about it. <laughs> I know. It's, so it's interesting. So when you had your timelessness, I, I shared with you my timelessness experience, which some people would probably think is weird. But for me, it's very real. And it actually, 
has serves me and my clients and it gives me I've absolutely no fear of death, zero, zippo. And uh, I had uh, emergency heart surgery oh, about four years ago. Yeah. And as I was being wheeled in, I said to my new husband of three years who had this like freakish look on his face, I said, I'm not afraid of dying, you know? Good I'm really you. not afraid. You're going to be okay. And my son was there and I said, you need to take care of him, et cetera, et cetera. As they wheeled me in, I saw my mother in the corner. My mother was a nurse. And there she was in her white uniform, like they used to wear with a cap and the pins and blah, blah, and all that. And I thought, okay, well, I guess she's here to cross me over. So I was pretty cool about it. Um, I actually came out of that surgery, and then I needed another one a couple of weeks later. But this time, you know, it was kind of like, thy will be done the first time. But this time it was like, you know... I'm going to negotiate with you if you really want me to cross. I don't think my work is really done. If you want me to go, I'll go. But the reality is that my husband has absolutely no family. And I feel like I really need to stay and take care of him. So I'll negotiate with you. But, you know, I'm also ready ready to go. Now, that time when they wheeled me in, my mother's energy was not there. It was more, oh, I'm looking at the machines and I'm looking at, you know, the, the flat screen TVs. I was more into the science of what was going on, which I think might have affected a brainwave state. And I'm oh, not absolutely, sure. Absolutely. And I have encouraged people so much having had, you know, certain, you know, accidents and uh, been in the hospital for that and procedures that I encourage people. I said, you pick your doctor. And if it's, you know, the the more uh, advanced uh, medical people now call the surgeons and, uh, you know, the guys that put the bones together, carpenters. But it's not it's not really nasty. It's saying that they're going to fix your brakes if your brakes are messed up. But the other parts, the metaphysical parts, can be uh, also supplemented by people who are trained as medical intuitives to guide both the surgeons and the operating team and also comfort the patient and it's been statistically proven for you and your people that prayer and meditation mm-hmm. and this kind of facilitation mm-hmm. by trained intuitives medical intuitives can shorten the recovery time i mean it's like measured in hours and statistically treated that you know i remember once to write being really self-serving, talking about myself, but I'm just giving people examples. I had uh, fallen and had broken a wrist, and it was pretty bad. It was shattered in four different places. I was actually climbing up on a ladder to find a bag of cookies that I had hidden, so (laughs) obviously I wasn't supposed to have the cookies. Anyway, long story short, the doctor said to me that, um, well, you probably never use your wrist again. I said, that's your reality. It's not mine. That's not going to happen. So he just kind of... to lay on somebody. Think about that. It was a horrible thing to say <laughs> after he had to re-break my hand, you know, which that in itself was like hellish. But anyway, he said to me, I'll never use his hand again. I said, well, that's your, that, I don't believe that. So anyway, what I started to do every day, two, three times a day, I would pray on my hand. I would do Reiki on my hand. I would tell my wrist how much I loved it for being flexible and you know, I, if I could stick my fingers under the cast a little bit, I would just kind of massage it a little bit. So I think it was like six weeks later, he had to take the cast off and he took the cast off and my wrist was fine. And he just kind of looked at me and he said, I can't explain this. And I said, well, I can. It's the power of prayer. Don't you believe in that? And he just kind of looked at me like I was weird or something. Mm. But, you know, my belief and, you know, you talk in, you know, your book, you talk about the paradigms, belief systems. And I really wish people that are listening would really get this. What you put your energy to and what you really believe, you have the opportunity to create, you know, what some people might call a miracle. But it's energy. You're just moving energy is what you're doing. So when we talk about these brainwave states, alpha, beta, delta and theta. To me, a lot of the healing goes on in that theta state of consciousness. So for me, anyway. Absolutely. And this is really, this is really uh, that still point, which, which I call the quantum field, when you're in that timelessness and spacelessness and healing. Uh, what happens is you're so close to the future. I mean, you're, you're there, and, and the past is there, and the present is there. 
you get it by osmosis. And when you start spending more and more time in this during your artwork, during your meditations, during whatever you're doing, your business, and it it becomes second nature and your life will start to flow in terms of energy just as you suggest. And knowing that, you can shape the energy. Easy for me to say, but... I'm working on some stuff, too. <laughs> well, I think we we're all working on stuff. <laughs> but, you know, one of the greatest examples of this was Dr. Emoto, who I met many, many years ago before he really became famous. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite teachings, for those of you that are listening, I want you to try this because this is really going to show you empirical proof that energy really does work. You take three bottles of water, one of them you completely ignore you completely ignore it you completely ignore it the other one you hold it around your heart i love you i love you thank you for nourishing me etc cetera, etc cetera. the third one maybe once in a while you'll say hello you do this for four weeks at the end of the four weeks open the bottles of water and see how they each taste differently what is that oh, showing that's you interesting yeah. that you're now he did the same thing with rice you put mm-hmm. a little bit of rice with a tiny little bit of water uh-huh. The rice that you say, I love you, et cetera, et cetera, it starts to grow new rice. The rice that you ignored turns black and moldy. It's totally gross. The rice that you maybe look at once in a while, it sort of turns gray. What is that showing you as an individual person? Your ability to affect your own creation. So when we talk about theta, I think a lot of people think I have to be asleep. I have to be in deep meditation. But for me, meditation is watching it's witnessing life and there is such a thing really yes that's really interesting that you would say that because that dovetails right into what i said about us not having to do the old um linear you know sitting in a cave for 20 years yeah and yes uh i have found this myself again and again i don't need to go into long meditations i can snap into it for I don't know, 10 seconds or mm-hmm. a minute maybe mm-hmm. at the coffee shop or anywhere I am and uh, allow things to kind of settle down, you know, and w- look at them from a very objective viewpoint. And this is really important. And and one little a touch of humor here. My present wife uh, came up with an expression. When people try to come and dump their their uh, emotional drama and, and other crap, on you, you you can say, not my monkey, not my circus. Nice, that I like well, that. That pretty well puts it in a nutshell. <laughs> I have another saying, and so for those, that's a great one. Not my monkey, not my circus. I this is what I tell my clients: this does not belong to me. That you have you have certain situations that do belong to you. You have to attend to that. Then you have the karma drama of someone else. You have the karma drama of the universe, which is disgustingly huge right now. None of that really belongs to you, but, you know, the things that do belong to you, you attend to. But if it doesn't, this does not belong to me. So what's happening for a lot of people that I'm seeing, and then we're going to take a quick break, is they feel like they have to get rid of things, people's possessions in order to live more of a holistic type of life. We're going to hold that thought and talk about that when we come back. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Johanna Carroll. And this is Dialogue with Divinity. Be right back. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 
213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Hi, everybody. This is Johanna Carroll with Dr. Elliot Maynard. We're going to bounce right into the last segment of our show. Dr. Maynard, I want to talk a little bit about your book and what you're doing right now and how people can find you without harassing you. (laughs) So your book is Brave New Mind, Living in a Future Science World. And where can they find the book, first of all? I'm assuming it's on Amazon.com and any other information relating to any other projects that you're working on right now. Yes, it it is on Amazon and and the other. I've got three other books, too, and uh, I think two of those are also on Amazon and and available in uh, Kindle version. The reason uh, I wrote this book, I, I, it's a culmination of a, really a lifetime of studies and and in various various disciplines. So from a variety of different perspectives, what I came out was that humanity, the human race, the human species, had been going through cycle after cycle of kill or be killed, survival of the fittest, uh, the rise and fall of empires, the decimation of forests for warships or cathedrals or business uh, uh, you know <laughs> uh, 
landmarks to people's egos. So I said, we need a new operating system. We have the analog here in our, uh, in our social media. You know, it's like Mac or PC or the, and the different variations of your platform, depending on which side you're working on. Right. So uh, I created a whole new operating system. It works on the simple concept of moving into that quantum field consciousness and spending more and more time there. And it's not that difficult. You, most everyone always does this for a certain part of their life and has weaved it into their their life without understanding. The most important thing I can say is that now, yes, the great master works and Leonardo da Vinci's works and, and masters like that were channeling these. There's no mm-hmm. question about it because they, they bring ideas that were never around before. So what has happened is that now we can consciously do this. And I seriously doubt that many of these great masters were, were that conscious of it. They simply accepted the gift and went on with it. And they're wonderful stories like Napoleon the reason he got defeated by the Duke of Wellington was that he uh, would sit in his tent and go out of body and survey the battlefield. What he wow. didn't know was that the Duke of Wellington could do the same thing. Oh, and, my gosh. And so he got caught with his pants down. Well, he I, sure, somebody did, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and there are wow. other stories like General Patton, you know, who's a, a very powerful mm-hmm. uh, uh, general in, in, in Europe in World War II, he actually had conscious recall of being in some of the European villages in past lives. And this is documented somewhere. You can find it. Okay. Interesting uh, reflections. Also, uh, we have a foundation, Arcocielos, A-R-C-O-S-C-I-E-L-O-S, and a website that has all the interviews, radio, talk show interviews, and also they're listed on YouTube. You can... You can type in my name, Elliot Maynard. So this book that I created, this new operating system, has 25 different points or pathways to enlightenment because I had written and studied uh, about these things before, food, re- strategic food resources, uh, medical, uh, advanced medical technology using medical intuitives, a new educational system, how to simply use the intuitive senses, and many, many experiences. This book is written from my perspective, and I've either experienced these things and or talked to the individuals I have spoken to in the UFO community and other places. Mm -hmm. So I have the direct knowledge of what these people told me. Do you feel that part of your process was channeling information as well? Well, I'll tell you a funny story. When I looked at the final proof of the book, uh, our, our, the person that did our typesetting just changed the whole text, you know, the, to the final format. I looked at the book and I said, I can't imagine writing a book like this. Yeah. And so I'm sure most people listening have had this sort of kind of experience where you go, ooh, did I do that? Did I? Yeah. I remember when I was first living in Sedona, this was a long time ago, um, I got woken up in the middle of the night, virtually woken up, told, go to the computer, turn the computer on. And it's like three o'clock in the morning. It's like, are you kidding me? So anyway, get up, type, blah, 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 blah. Go back to bed, get up in the morning, read what I wrote. It's like, I don't speak like this. You know, this is like, and by the way, the name of that book was A Dialogue with Divinity, hence the name of the, the radio program. So, you know, that it really is so available to people. It, it, that's the sadness for me, that people don't realize that they're in timelessness and connecting to that beautiful part of yourself and your soul. It really is available. In your book, you've got a new operating system going on. You've got a new paradigm. I'm, I'm assuming, hopefully correctly, is there a new language that's coming out of this as well? Well, yes, there is. It's, it's uh, a little more subtle than just language because as we, each time we, we operate in a talk show like this, we create an electronic consciousness. And an electronic consciousness, the, is, uh, people have said this before, sensitive people, that a television or 
using the telephone or or other phones and and also you know visual communications these are all waveguides to the consciousness mm-hmm. and so if you think how we started with this so-called CRT tube you remember the old TVs and all those yeah. no we're getting thousands and thousands of times more information per per second as we work on these high definition computer screens and you know, people are always going, well, you know, I need the next high definition, this, that, and the other thing. That consciousness is being transmitted in light, light packets, which is what a pixel is, if you think about it. When I was, this is a long, again, a long time ago, I've been doing my counseling practice, I could click for, I don't know, 30 years, I guess. And in the beginning, everything was over the telephone. And I had a gentleman that called me one night and he was really in a panic. He said, I need to see you in person. I said, you know, I don't do that. He said, no, but I really need to see you in person. So he was insistent. I said, okay. So he came in and I had not unplugged my telephones. The minute we sat down and I started doing my breathing to get me in an altered state, et cetera, my ritual, my prayers, the phone started to ring. Picked up the phone. Okay, hung up the phone. <laughs> Go back. I said, okay, let's let's start this all over again. You know, so the same thing. Phone rings. Shh. Finally, I got him. Like, wait a minute, it's okay. We're not doing this on the phone. We can make this connection in person. And then the phone stopped ringing. So it's like, I mean, I'm you know, I am not just a believer. I'm a practitioner of all of this, and I've seen the value and the, the beauty of all of this in a very, very practical way that has served myself and, and my life. And so I want to say to you that if you were to speak to one simple thing that someone could do to have, you know, our, our favorite word, a paradigm shift in their own consciousness to really get them to tap in, what would it be? What would be the easiest number one thing? Maybe you have it in your book. What would you suggest? It's, uh, it's not difficult, but all of us, uh, I, I think most everyone needs to work on being judgmental and doing this knee-jerk reaction to anything new that happens. Oh, and giving ten reasons why uh, it can't be done, or if you can't, if you're not smart enough to have that information, you simply cut the other person down. If we mm-hmm. could stop that, in other words, if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything and if you have some objection or want to present another opinion there are diplomatic and proper ways to do this so you can form a consensus and go on and see that's a great idea but have you considered this you know that kind of thing well there is a sense of grace you know when we hear that word grace we think of religion but grace to me is an energy of kindness that you know, comes soul to soul, heart to heart. You know, nobody has to train you to have grace no, in your you life. No, you can't talk about it. And and I I want to say this that this is something I've been able to experience periodically in the last several years, and it took me a long time to get there. That I have experienced uh, grace or bliss, and you know, each one has its own colors, and and people have sure. ideas about it. It is simply a feeling of. Uh, of completeness and most of all happiness how few people on this planet experience even short periods of real happiness like that so i say if you can do that in your lifetime one time i think you're ahead of most people so the other thing that i want to say in closing to you is obviously thank you a million times for joining us once again I really do consider you not to just be a human of the future, but a man of now who comes with grace, ease, and a, and a lot of brilliant light to the earth. So thank you for being you. <laughs> and, and thank uh, you so much, Johanna. Oh, it's my pleasure. A delightful you, host. You, oh, thank you. And you know we're going to call you again. So for those okay. of you that are listening, we've been speaking to Dr. Elliot Maynard. You can find all his books on Amazon.com. And I really encourage you to take a look at his work. So just for a moment. If you are interested in any of the work that I'm doing, I've been a metaphysical counselor for 30 years, radio and TV host, obviously doing Dialogue with Divinity, one of my favorite things to do on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. We've been doing the show for nine years. Spiritual retreats, we've got one coming up in Maui in May of this coming year. It's all about connecting to the five elements 
to realign to your heart and soul. So we want to thank you for listening and encourage you to check out all the hosts that are on the Exxon Broadcast Network to bring more light, love, and wisdom into your life. And thank you for listening, and we will speak to you soon. Bye for now.